0: the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show.
1: It's spring, and Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island is your lawn care company. Call them today for a free quote, 401 392 1025. Check out their website, lawndoctor.com. Your best lawn ever guaranteed. Call them now. Get that spring program. You have the fertilizer, then you guaranteed broadleaf crabgrass control. Your best lawn ever. Guaranteed. Call lawn doctor today. Check out their website, lawndoctor.com or call them 401-392-1025. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, depetro.com. Thursday afternoon, I get tipped off. Hey, something's going on at Kennedy Plaza. Oh, okay. The largest outdoor drug market in the Northeast. Kennedy Plaza, right outside Providence City Hall, across from the Biltmore, right there in the center of the Renaissance Sanctuary City. So... I am out and about. I might as well. All right. There's a tip. I will check it out. And, folks, there it is. And you can see it on the website, DiPietro.com. By the way, first one there. Second major story of the week. We broke the vandalism story on Monday night at the Veterans Monument. And then, boom, there it is. Kennedy Plaza has been transformed into, now it's Black Lives all Black Lives Matter Plaza It's going to be going on all weekend, and I, I wanted a couple of things about this. Number one, you can't ignore the fact that there's politics behind this. Meaning, mm-hmm. Mayor of Providence Jorge Lorza, he's been thinking of doing this for a while. Uh, I also put out last year in September, there was talk about this, and I put that out on the website depetro.com. So the timing wasn't right, and they didn't have the right spot. They were initially going to put it in front of the Providence Place Mall. Instead, they decided on a Kennedy Plaza. No big announcement, no meeting, no vote. That's it. Never mind the fact Black Lives Matter has certainly uh, become very controversial in the news as a late, because the fact that they took sides in the Palestinian-Israeli conflict, siding with the Palestinians. The fact that some of their former members are resigning because of money problems, because of the fact that many Jewish groups are saying they feel that they're anti-Semitic, but that doesn't stop. Kennedy Plaza, now being known as Black Lives Matter Plaza in Providence. And I also want to just straighten out. Some people are saying, oh, they're saying it's just for the summer. Oh, really? <coughs> yeah, let's be clear about this. Really, just for the summer. Well, if you go to the website, thepetron.com I did a live stream from there yesterday. That's number one. Number two. Yeah temporary for the summer let me know when they're going to take it off because i'm sure that won't turn into a protest oh no you don't think there'd be objections over that it's not temporary i don't know how these people even say it you know how it could pass and how they get around announcing it or getting permission or anything by saying it's temporary if they say it's going to be permanent then there's going to be hearings there's going to be zoning there's got to be city council weighing it. There's all kinds of things that go along if something permanently. Oh, no, it's just going to be temporary. And that's how they get around it. You know, many times they never name a permanent person. There are people that have jobs and they say, oh, no, they're just, you know, the temporary director. There, there are people that are the, quote, temporary directors for like eight to ten years. And the way they get around it is if they make them permanent, then they have to have a certain process and go through a hiring mm-hmm. thing. No, that that is not temporary. And you watch, mark my words. This will now be known as is going to be an event at Black Lives Matter Plaza. Someone, oh, no, no, it'll still be. No, no one's going to call Kennedy Plaza, JFK, isn't he, wasn't he white? Doesn't that make him a white racist? If he's white, that makes him a white surprise. I mean, folks, don't, I mean, is everybody this foolish that you don't see exactly how this thing is going to play out? It's not going to be temporary. Well, yeah, it's only going to be temporary. Yeah, it's going to be temporary, all right. Temporarily. Let me, let me know how that goes. Let me know when it's going to be decided that they're now going to remove it. They're not going to remove it. Are you kidding me? If anything, folks, this is going the other way. Like, are, there, are people this naive? Now, it starts in Providence. You're going to see someone say, well, we should have a Black Lives Matter plaza. In Woodsocket, And then someone else is going to say we should have one in Central Falls. And we should have one in Pawtucket. Um, This isn't going away. And then it's going to be like, you know, there should be one in Newport. There should be one in Picker Community. Everywhere where there's an activist. How come we don't have one here? How come they have it? What, is it only a Providence thing? There's no way this is just going to be a Providence thing. No, there will be Black Lives Matter plazas popping up all over the state. So if there's anyone that has a problem with it, either be vocal or get used to it. You're listening to the John Cooper Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508 336
2: Or find Karen on the web at www.innovas.com. It's spring, and time to call J.K.L.
1: Engineering today at 401-351-7600. J.K.L. Engineering, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, pretty soon, it'll be warm, it'll be hot. Why not have central air for your home? Call J.K.L. Engineering today, 401-351-7600. Remember, with J.K.L., estimates are free Financing is available, both residential and commercial, in the wintertime. J.K.L., they can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. It's going to be a hot summer. Call J.K.L. Engineering today. Be nice and cool in your home this summer. Call J.K.L., 401-351-7600. For 54 years, J.K.L.'s reputation, second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. J.K.L., they do it right. They do it right the first time. They're an approved National Grid VPI installer. J.K.L. is also a Navien certified factory dealer. Called J.K.L. for a system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call J.K.L. Engineering today. For, light, for Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 401-351-7600, 401 401- 351 7600 It's J. Cal Engineering. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 99.95. Folks can always listen online at the website com. Now, as far as Kennedy Plaza, and and Black Lives Matter Plaza, uh you know, there's a lot of different dynamics to this. First of all, good luck uh to anyone who will publicly, as far as an elected official, elected official, uh, speak up against it. Uh, they won't. They, weren't, or they won't. They won't in this climate, in this state. Uh, they would be. I mean, we. Well, we kind of know, right? You'd be called a racist. It would take a certain type of individual to stand up to it. People are very afraid. I've heard that there were several people that the news was looking to have on and speak out again, and they all backed out. Um, but but downtown, you know, across the country, some people are vocal. They're very difficult, and and when i when you see that that's why and again for those that missed it if, again if you go to my website i broke the story to petro.com where they have transforming kennedy plaza huge letters all black lives matter plaza instead of kennedy plaza downtown providence right across from providence city hall right across from the biltmore and i find it comical that the That people are actually reporting, oh, it's just temporary. It's just for the summer. Well, that's how you get around things, by saying it's temporary. That's how you don't have to get, you know, special permits or permission or have a boat or, you know, it's just going to be kind of like when they, you know, paint the middle of the road, the Gatsby Parade, they, you know, paint that red, white, and blue, or in Chapachet, they have the ancient horribles or, you know, anything like that. Oh, no, it's just temporary. Yeah, it's temporary. Yeah, let me know when they're going to be removing it. After the summer in September, I want to make sure that we're ready and uh, geared up for a riot. It's not temporary. It's never being. Folks, look at what's going on. Can you imagine? Once it goes down on the pavement, (laughs) let me know. I want to be there to watch it and film it and cover it when they decide they're going to remove it. Yeah, that'll turn into a riot. It's never. It's not not going to be less. There's going to be more of it. It's going to spread. Are you kidding? How do you now? If you're you're the Woonsocket city council, uh, you're the city of Woonsocket, how do you not have, what, you don't have a Black Lives Matter plaza? You can't rename something in honor of that? Are you kidding? Let me know when someone turns it down. The next one, the first, the next one up is Pawtucket. Absolutely the next one up is Pawtucket and they will start to refer to it as Black Lives Matter plaza. And then I would think the next one might be Central Falls. Then it gets interesting, because I would think next up on the progressive agenda, they're going to shoot for Newport, and then they're also going to shoot for probably Winsocket, and then some of these other communities. Barrington will probably want to do it. They have, uh, you know, some shopping plazas, and they'll do it, like, over there and rename something instead of whatever it is. Barrington Town Plaza will become Black Lives Matter Plaza. And then Bristol Warren. And then, you know, we'll see the signs. Hate has no home. I want to... Again, folks, this is interesting because I just want to watch any of these town committee hearings and meetings they're going to have like that. If someone, and and by the way, they'll just say, "Oh yeah, we're just going to do a temporary." Oh yeah, it's just going to be temporary. Except it's going to be permanent because who the hell in their right mind, elected officials are too afraid to speak up and be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, we're not doing this. We're not going to call this Black Lives Matter Plaza." No, this is named after. I mean, anything that is named after a white person is. Is going to change. And that's going to be the demand. And what do you think if there's a town where then uh, South Kingstown will be first? So that If there's a town where there's someone saying that they, they don't think they should do that or I'm uncomfortable with that or what's, you know, maybe the merchants in a certain area don't want. Are you kidding me? They'll have protesters in there. They're going to be screaming up and down. I, I, I'm not saying that there aren't some people with a spine that would stand up to the Bob. I just want to see them. Because so, so far lately, living in this area, 2021, I don't see it. I don't see it. Everybody folds like a, a cheap suit. Um, I, and, and people are afraid of, of backlash if they don't. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing, you know, I don't know what to think with the news. The news says they don't know what to do anymore. They're, they're afraid to cover it. They're afraid not to cover it. So they're afraid that if they cover it. And then there's negative comments about it on their station website. Then they don't feel comfortable about that. And then they want to take it down. And um, the, the loud voices are winning out. The loud voices are winning out in this whole debate. They just are. And it's, I'm not saying it's the, the right voices. So now I think here's what a lot of people are going to say. They don't care. They don't really go to Providence. Does it really matter? Kennedy Plaza, Black Lives Matter Plaza. That's what I mean. I mean, to say it's, te- you should see the work and effort that's going into it. This isn't a small thing. These are huge letters. They had to pounce into it, they call it. And it's carved, literally like carved into the pavement. It's very elaborate. They have a real professional crew that are doing this. This is not somebody, you know, goes up and down and paints a few red, white, and blue stripes for the parade route. This is. This is being applied and done in a fashion that would be of a permanent nature. You know why? Because it is permanent. Now, I'm already getting email from people. What? Where do they? They can't do this. They got to get permission. They got. Listen, you do it under the guise of just temporary. And then good luck. Let me see the people are going to step forward and say, I want this removed. They will have an angry mob after them. Now it also should not be missed out, and I find it ironic. This is the same week that the Veterans Memorial was was vandalized, and I've told you the next step is going to be that that the, the Black Lives Matter crew—they're going to see the same groups that wanted the Columbus Christopher Columbus statue removed. You you mark my words, they will start to say they want these. Military monuments, war monuments. Uh, you know, that is what they're putting out there with the talking points. You know, people that died in World War II or died in Vietnam or died in Korea. They're not. These are the Black Lives Matter, uh, defund the police, socialists, Antifa. Here the far left progressive. Their talking points. Those people are not. War heroes, they were fighting and, and bombing oppressed people. These are not people to be celebrated. That will be the new talking point. All right. A lot more on this. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110. From MIGA, M-E-G-A, MIGA Truck and Trailer Repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free Call them today, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. 321 that's 401 321 2799 or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com Spring is here time to contact Bethel Certified Softwash you can text Jared a free estimate at 401 617 2585 Bethel Certified Softwash they have a great website it's rhodeislandsoftwashing.com outside your home Let's get rid of the grime and the stains, maybe some of that that green algae and moss and mildew that build up over the course of the winter. Call Bethel Certified Soft Wash today. Again, outside your restaurant or your home or a roof or a deck or a patio or a walkway, it's Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Remember it's biodegradable. It's plant safe. Look for them on Facebook, Bethel, B-E-T-H-E-L. Their Facebook page, the before and after, are just tremendous. Contact them today for a free same-day text estimate, 401-617-2585, 401-617-2585. Again, remember, they have a great website. It's RhodeIslandSoftWashing.com, Bethel-certified soft wash and power wash john petro on am 1380 99.9 fm folks you can always listen online at the website com. i know uh maybe you've heard about this critical race theory and there's a big controversy going on right now i've been talking about it on the program south kingstown where this mother she's um got a young daughter who's going to be going to kindergarten and so she said you know I, i'm hearing these different things and i want to find out a little bit more about it and she approached the the school and then the school committee gets involved and, you know, she's saying, I'm hearing that somehow inside the school that children, uh, this is kindergarten now, they don't refer to boys, and girls, everything's non-gender. So she had some questions about that. And then also something that's come out is, um, picture the age now, five years old, and they're saying you know let's let's revisit the first thanksgiving and kids are learning about that what would we have done differently basically critical race theory is where you try to shame uh, white students you do and try to teach them that their family american history their parents their grandparents they're all racists and american history is nothing to be proud of folks this is a new level they try to start really the brainwashing early as age possible and so this mother started to question it, and she had a number of questions and First, they were blowing her off. they wouldn't answer they don't respond, so she finally gets a hold of someone they said, "Listen, if you have a question, you have to submit a it's called an apra, which is public records request and a copy of a public records request and and um so she starts filing them, and it's the only way to, and then they have a certain amount of time to to get uh that you they have to respond within that amount of time now." as all this is going on she said i'd like a copy of the curriculum which a lot of parents i don't know if they would request that but apparently with schools it is available and uh, she also wanted a tour of the school they wouldn't give her a tour of the school this is a public school in south kingstown right public school now taxpayer dollars she's uh, her you know she's a young mother and gonna have a daughter coming into kindergarten so all right she wants to be very thorough i want a copy of the curriculum i'd like a tour of the school they won't give her either one there's apparently two charter schools in the area and within five minutes they said yeah sure here's the curriculum and uh let us know when you want a tour so on top of that she is submitting public records requests to try to get information about how did this critical race theory come about what exactly is taught why how did they arrive at the non-gender you know it's confusing where did this come from that you you say all right from now on we're no one's boys and girls everybody is just non non-gender no one has a gender anymore i mean what is this and let's have all the white students stand up and apologize to the rest of the class because your parents are racist your grandparents are racist american history is racist the atrocities we did in this country america is not great folks when you start teaching this think of that kindergarten first grade second grade this becomes a different level this is where critical race is going and you have these apologists one is she's a member of the school committee and she put on social media you know critical race theory is needed to stop the white supremacy that's taking home. i mean they're just demented so i love the fact i want to play for you this was a video that this uh, young man and he's of color his name's cory usha and his daughter is adorable he has a young daughter and they did a tiktok video um of which then tiktok monitored. they took the sound away there's nothing i want you to play it for you it's nothing obscene it's him and his young daughter she's this cute little girl and they're talking about what's wrong with critical race there and i want to play it for you and then we'll we'll talk a little daddy bit of, here we go
3: daddy teaches you in this world that you want to be right don't daddy teach you that yeah and it doesn't matter if if you're black or white or any color doesn't matter if you're black white brown yellow Yellow. right black and and how we treat people is based on who they are and not what color they are and if they're nice and smart see this is how this is how children think right here critical race theory wants to end that not with my children it's not gonna happen My baby's going to know that no matter what she wants to be in life, all she has to do is work hard, and she can become that. Work hard even though you don't know anyone. You can make friends. (laughs) Yeah, you can make friends, no matter what color they are. So we need to stop CRT, period, point blank. Children do not see skin color, man. They love everybody. If they're good people, they love them. We pray for people that are hurt. Daddy
1: you you daddy know, what a—the um, daughter is just adorable. Now, again, this is a—you a, know, he's African-American. He's got a young daughter. And you can make friends. I mean, I love the way she has, like, a little lisp. Let me hear just a little bit more of that.
3: Right? black, and, and how we treat people is based on who yes. they are and not and what color nice. they are. And if they're nice. And smart. See? This is, how, this is how children think right here. Critical race theory wants to end that. Not with my children. It's not going to happen. My baby's going to know that no matter what she wants to be in life, all she has to do is work hard, and she can become that. Work hard, even though you don't know anyone. You can make friends.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I you can love make friends, that. no matter
3: what color they are. Yep. So we need to stop CRT, period, point, blank. Children do not see skin color, man. They love everybody. If they're good people, they love them. We pray for people that are hurt.
1: I love that. We pray for people that are hurt. So there is a black father, and he's got his young daughter, and, and it's against this critical race theory. So this young mother is like, wait a minute. What, what is going on? Now, folks, by the way, you should be involved. If you're listening right now, you don't want this in the classroom. This business, young, you know, let's have all the white students stand up and start apologizing. And one of the people that's driving this, her name is Sarah Markey. And she is on the school committee down in South Kingstown. And on top of that, she is um, not only is she on the school committee, but she works full time for the union. And she's putting out all this information about we have to stop. This is the only way to stop white supremacy. And that's what's happening and it's white supremacy and and our history is nothing to be proud of. And children, you know, if your uh, father or or your mother or grandmother or father or grandfather, if they served in the military, they were probably harming oppressed people and they're nothing to be proud of. You know, this is what they wanna, now keep in mind, they wanna teach this in the public school. This is all part of critical race theory teach that in the public school teach it to your children teach it to your grandchildren and the basic message is that white people are inherently evil white people are racist white people are violent white people should be ashamed you should not here's their message critical race theory let's teach it at a young age you should not be proud of the history of this country this country is rotten to the core this country has a lot to be apologize for this country they despite you know we shouldn't even be standing for the flag i mean if you think about this you start doing this kids are kindergarten and this mother who i applaud i've talked about her you know saying hey wait a minute i'd like to know what exactly is being taught and what's with the non-gender thing there's nothing wrong you're a little boy there you are as a father of three you're a little five-year-old boy there's nothing to be ashamed of you're a little five-year-old girl you're a girl he's a boy he's a boy and you're a girl there's no 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 we don't use gender anymore nope no one has used those terms those are harmful terms because most first of all most children are not confused folks there's a small small percentage of children who fall into this transgender category. Minuscule. Very, very small. This by the way, this is not, you know, gay or straight. This is they're basically saying it's cruel to identify gender because how hurtful it is to children when they don't know what they are. Or they're born in the wrong body or so there's no more gender. There's no much so much thing. No more. We're not gonna say him and the boys come over here or the girls come over there. Everyone we know the fact that everyone is not the same. Little boys are different. Little girls are different. There's nothing wrong with that. They are demented. But that, and it's so damaging with what they want to do as far as this uh, teaching that, you know, Americans are primarily at their core, they're really racist, rotten people who need to apologize to what they've done to their Native Americans in this country and the... People of color bringing them over. I mean, they're just so filled with hate and they want, you know, from now on. You think we have problems now. We're going to be the problems, uh, you know, 20 years from now. All right. A lot more ahead. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. We're in an accident. Someone hits your vehicle. It's damaged in some way. Pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 272 3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know.
2: That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com.
1: Folks, you're listening to the John DePetro Show weekdays. We start at 11, we go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. Time for our legal segment. Joining us is Rhode Island attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, uh, if you don't mind, let's start off with this interesting hate speech trial that uh, take taking place down in wakefield and just so people again have an idea of the the case this was the situation it's uh terrible but this family was uh, about to enter the coast guard house restaurant in near gansett and this woman christine longo of cranston was apparently leaving and as she's leaving we don't know the circumstances but allegedly she points to them and says look at this black guy to the father and says go back to where you belong and uh because of the Attorney General Peter Nerona, they have actually now charged her under the new hate speech uh crime and and, and but it's it's not a layup and there was no violence and there is no N word and it seems to come down to a little bit of, of First Amendment. But let's let's just pick it up uh right there.
0: You're right, John. This this case has lots of overtones of the tug-of-war between First Amendment freedom of speech issues versus um, this hate crime sentencing act and the whole notion of attempts to cancel and to preempt free, free speech rights. I'm in no way condoning what this woman allegedly said to this family. It's despicable. Um, She should be ashamed of herself, but that's not the point. The point is where does freedom of speech end and where does the state's ability to punish you for what you say, um, when does that supersede the First Amendment? I I foresee that this case has the potential, um, no matter what the outcome be appealed to the superior court this is only a district court trial and whatever the outcome in the superior court this case could ultimately wind up in the rhode island supreme court Um, nothing has happened yet vis-a-vis let's say the aclu weighing in one way or another Um, certainly i think aclu attorneys of the organization would be sympathetic to the family but would also be keeping an eye on protecting first amendment rights in this case as you've said this um woman is exiting the coast guard house heading into the parking lot towards her car she she's this um um, gentleman i guess he's black i guess we can say that and he's coming in and she says look at this blanking black guy look at this blanking black guy You don't belong here. Go back where you came from. And then she proceeds out into the parking lot and allegedly says similar things to the family, including this 14-year-old girl. There's no violence. There's no pushing. There's no shoving. It's just words. And as you say, there's no N-word. There's no other um, stereotypic slur um, which would normally be used. If you wanted to really be um, parsing words, except for the curse word that she used, the blanking word, Um, she stated a fact, you know, this blanking black guy, he was a black guy, Right. saying why don't you go back where you came from, what does that mean, go back to Providence, go back to East Greenwich, go back to a different country, what does it mean, Um, we can all think we know what she intended it to mean you know, that she was speaking in code, if you will. But when do words like that get to be interpreted by a judge? Now, the, the defense has largely said, listen, this is free speech. This is not an actionable case. Um, it's may be despicable. You may not like what she's saying, but she's got the right to say it. If you look at the um, hate, senti- hate Crime Sentencing Act, John, um, again, to get an enhanced – well, first of all, you've got to get a conviction on the underlying uh, charge. The charge here is disorderly conduct, which is a petty misdemeanor, which I'm going to come back to. But under this statute, it has to be shown that the defendant intentionally selected the person against whom the offense the offensive conduct is committed – solely because of the defendant's hatred or animus towards an actual or perceived disability, religion, color, race, national origin. That's that's a pretty high bar, and as we've discussed before, I think this statute is largely much more applicable, um, Let's take despicable examples. Some idiots who are neo-Nazis go to a Jewish cemetery and yep. they spray paint swastikas on tombstones. That's a hate crime, right. clearly. Yes. Let's assume two idiots go out saying we're going to take a baseball bat yep. and beat up the first person of whatever characteristics you'd like to assign. Right. Um, and they target such an individual. Yep. That's a hate crime. Right. It's tougher for words standing alone to be... Um, I believe, a hate crime. Now, the other interesting aspect of this statute, and I'm not sure it holds water or not, but there's been a lot of discussion amongst um, some lawyers and uh, some people who are up at the Statehouse who I've talked to because it's a very odd statute. There's one set of enhancements for misdemeanors. There's a different set of enhancements at the penalty phase if if it was a felony now clearly this is not a felony this falls in the misdemeanor section and at a sentencing hearing if the judge finds that it is a hate crime the individual defendant can be must be excuse me must be sentenced to not less than 30 days mandatory imprisonment wow and and not more than a year Hmm. and um the defendant would not be afforded the provisions of a suspension of the sentence or probation. So if you're convicted of a crime, you're going to the can for at least 30 days. But is there a distinction for the purposes of this statute between a misdemeanor and a petty misdemeanor? Yep. A a misdemeanor is punishable by up to a year in jail and up to a $1,000 fine. A petty misdemeanor, like... Um, disturbing the peace, is um, punishable for up to six months or up to $500. The statute doesn't include both misdemeanors and petty misdemeanors. It doesn't exclude misdemeanors or petty misdemeanors. So are we left to necessarily guess at whether or not this statute is intended to apply to a petty misdemeanor? I don't know if the defense has argued that. I don't even know if it's a winning argument, but I think it's an argument that the defense should make to preserve the issue for appellate purposes, because Mm. it is a vagary within the statute, and these statutes must be strictly construed. Um, This case is a little bit different than the case with the uh, retired doctor.
1: Yes. Yes. The neighbor
0: in Barrington, because yep. that had an actual
1: assault component. Correct. The the, the doctor,
0: who was a white guy, yep. allegedly, I think it was proved, assaulted um, the neighbor
1: who was of Southern Asian extraction. Yeah. I don't know. Pakistani. Exactly where. Yeah. Okay, Pakistani. That's so, Southern Asia.
0: So you got an assault along with despicable words that were directed towards the, the fellow from Pakistan. This case is just words. Hmm. Uh, I think the judge will take some time to consider uh, what should be done here and I think it would be wise to do so because this statute hasn't been taken out for a test drive on very many occasions Hmm. and even with the doctor and the Pakistani guy uh, where there was an assault and where the doctor hurled some despicable terms towards the guy from Pakistan Even in that case, with an assault and the bad words, the judge did not find that um, the state had satisfied beyond a reasonable doubt that um, the doctor's comment constituted a hate crime. So I I think that it's a possibility that the judge would find this person, uh, this woman, guilty of the petty misdemeanor, but not guilty of the hate crime. Hmm. I think it's also very possible the judge could find this woman um, not guilty of um, the petty misdemeanor. And if the judge finds her not guilty of that, you don't even get to the hate crime end of the case. The hate crime enhancement requires, first, there to be a conviction and a finding of guilt on the underlying charge. Now, if the judge so finds... The judge would not be condoning this woman's conduct, obviously, by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, applying the law as written, and applying the law as written, and looking at the constitutional um, overtones of this whole case, I don't think she should be convicted of a hate crime. Mm. I think that she should go through life with people knowing that she did something dreadful, Yeah. but it's not a hate crime. And I'm not sure that it's um, a crime. The underlying crime is one that there's a clear finding of guilt. And I think that the defense has raised the appropriate issues. It's free speech. She, She can say despicable things that doesn't make it criminal. Um, so this judge has a tiger by the tail because mm. the popular sentiment would be to nail her.
1: Yeah, it's not going to be that easy, John. Mm. Folks, quick break. A lot more. Attorney Tim Dodd, right here on the John DePietro show. Mega Logistics—they're there to help you. Give them a call today: 401-431-431. Like your company, maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. Mega Logistics, 401-431-2300. We're speaking with Attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, let's stay down in uh, the southern part of the state This uh, case out of South Kingstown with the school committee and this woman, Nicole Solis, who was on Fox and Friends, I mean, the way I understand it, you know, she's an anxious new young mother, so to speak, and stay-at-home mom, and her daughter's going to be going to kindergarten, and she hears this stuff about critical race theory, and so she wants to kind of find out what's the atmosphere like at the school, and she wants to set up a tour. They won't give her a tour. She wants a copy of the curriculum. She claims on charter schools' websites, they had both of those things she— was able to schedule tours they kind of put her off blow her off the school committee and say listen you have any questions you're going to file an apra which is public uh, access uh, records request so she has all these different questions so she starts firing off all these different apra questions and first they tell her it's going to be like 10 grand to do it then they knock it down to like 79 dollars. and then she finds out it's on the docket that they may if i'm seeing this correctly they may sue her for requesting all these documents to try to get some some answers about the type of atmosphere that her her young daughter's going to be going into and and she specifically was questioning that and found out that they don't use the terms boy and girl and just as an example i think she also mentioned the first thanksgiving they say you know what if we were going to do things differently what would we do with that first thanksgiving almost trying to inject uh you know young kids ashamed of their american history uh but this is so unusual it, she ended up on fox and friends because the school committee in almost an attempt to intimidate her put her on the docket that they may take legal action against her yes i think the specific
0: the specific part of the curriculum was to ask these first graders or kindergartners i'm not sure which it was Tell us everything you think that the the Pilgrims did wrong. Yeah. (laughs) What could they have done better?
1: Wow.
0: Now, um, this woman, Nicole Solis, she's concerned about critical race theory and and the gender curriculum uh, that's being um, implemented by the South Kingston elementary schools. And she wants information and she's getting, as you say, she's getting stonewalled. They're blowing her off They're not giving her anything. Um, She can't can't get a tour. No one calls her back. I mean, what are they hiding in the obvious implication. What they're hiding is they're they're basically marinating these young minds with all of this um, very extreme theory and very extreme notions of what should be taught in a public school setting. And I think they're banking on the fact that most parents are so busy working one job, two jobs, three jobs, and you know maintaining their lives and their homes and their kids that they're not going to really drill down and pay attention to what the heck is being taught at school. This woman is drilling down. She wants answers. She's had to file, I believe, over 100 AFRA requests yeah. because she'll make a request and they'll say, well, you didn't ask for the right thing. Okay. I'll re- I'll revise my application. This is what I want, and they all they do is instead of saying here it is, um, hiding the ball, moving the ball, changing the rules, and um, this woman will not be deterred, and she's a pit bull, and um, now they're threatening to sue her. <laughs> the, re- the reason being. They're saying that she's harassing them because she has filed over 100 AFRA requests. Well, if they should sue her and she has to defend, she better get a good lawyer who will then go after the um, town of South Kingston for her attorney's fees. Because I think she'll be able to demonstrate clearly that she's been stonewalled, that they keep changing the rules and they're not giving her the information. By way of contrast, I believe she went to either a local private school or charter school and asked for similar information
1: yep. within about 15 minutes, and I said, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. You know. Oh. Um,
0: I think this is the greatest advertisement in the world for any private school within whatever geographic area from South Kingston uh, you want to consider. Um Uh, if this is the direction that the public schools are going, I think the future looks bright for private schools. Yes,
1: very much so. It's crazy. It's
0: it's crazy. And this is the end result of this. um, They say they're progressives. I mean, they use the term, I'm not sure, definitionally what they're doing is actually progress, but when you get school committees or town councils loaded up with
1: progressive progressives excuse me this is the type of result that you get yeah and i think if more parents were paying attention they would say what the hell is going on yeah folks we're speaking with attorney tim dodd tim staying down in south county uh you have a uri student he's in massachusetts he's at the celtics game former celtic now with the nets kyrie irving uh has a big game 39 points lights up the celtics Uh, The crowd's booing him, he stomps on the logo, and then as he's leaving, this young guy from the stands, uh, and they capture him on video, but apparently, allegedly, but throws a water bottle at Kyrie Irving. Doesn't hit him, but Kyrie says, here we go, and it's racist, and look at this. So, he pled not guilty in court. This is, talk about blown out of proportion. But, Tim Dodd, they're, they're talking about, you know, URI is monitoring the situation. He may get banned from going to the Boston Garden again. Uh, what type of legal charges is our young fan looking at? <laughs> well, the the
0: young fan has been charged with assault with a dangerous weapon,
1: huh. a water bottle. Yeah, an it empty water felony, bottle. Which yeah, a, Which is a felony, John.
0: This is, at best, an assault and battery. Hmm. Um I don't think it will stand up in court. Um, The charge of assault with a dangerous weapon um, is going to stand up in this case. I think it's overcharged. I think it's another example of sensationalism in trying to overcompensate for the fact that the um, target of this assault allegedly was, you know, a, a black basketball player who complained that this conduct was racist. Now, he left the Celtics, people don't like that. He beat the Celtics, people don't like that. He stomped on Celtics' um, iconography, people yep. really don't like that. So he was provoking the crowd. Hmm. Now, that provocation does not justify him being assaulted, let's, let's be clear. Nothing that he did, however foolish, um, warranted this kid throwing a bottle at him. But it, it is at best a misdemeanor. Now, before he's even prosecuted before he's convicted of anything before he pleads guilty to anything you are always looking to take action against him
1: and the garden has already banned him for life wow huh, man. <laughs> I mean, how can you be banned for life before
0: it's been proved you did anything criminal yeah i i think the garden has the right to do it it's their it's their building it's you know their tickets i don't want this kid in there I guess they can do it, but again, I think it's an overreaction and overcompensation for what could be perceived in some quarters to be a racially motivated um, assault. Yep. I don't, I don't necessarily see it that way. Unless this kid's got a history, maybe they'll go on his Facebook page and find that he's a raging um, bigot. But in the absence of that, you know this. Could be as well a fan who's you know stoked up and charged up after a game and watches what Kyrie's doing and reacted to it. Oh. Again, not justifiable, but no. certainly maybe not racist in, right. in the main. Um, and it's also interesting that <laughs> this kid throws an empty water bottle and he's charged as a felony. Whereas all last summer you had people Ugh. with
1: frozen water bottles, yes.
0: which is like a brick, yep. throwing them at cops, throwing them at you know supporters of law and order, not getting charged with anything. That would be an appropriate felony. If I take a water bottle that's frozen and throw it at the head of a cop or a bystander, that is a dangerous weapon. Yep. And those cases were never charged or virtually never charged. They got this kid on video, and um, it's just too much, John. It's an mm. excessive reaction to an event with a complaining uh, alleged victim saying it's racist. And I, unless the facts develop otherwise, it doesn't appear that that's the motivation.
1: Yeah, I was at a, a protest last summer. They were, they were throwing uh, cans of soup. You know, that you can go in and wherever, stop and shop, and get three for a dollar or something like that. I mean, now, if you get hit with one of those flying through the crowd, that can really hurt getting uh, yeah, that's a hit dangerous with it. It is. That's I can't assume. A so, folks, uh, another quick break. Much more. Attorney Tim Dodd right here on The John DePetro Show.